Hey, I'm Stephanie Ta, the host of ERCX Chats. Excited about the session we're about to have today. Here with Matt Watkinson, best-selling author of The 10 Principles Behind Great Customer Experiences, Now the Grid, and soon his trilogy will be complete with his next book that's coming up that we're excited to give you a sneak peek into. Why do companies succeed or fail? This best-selling author shares his thoughts. It's always kind of been the way, just kind of human nature, that success breeds laxity and complacency. So when you get really big, when you get really successful, you kind of can end up succeeding your way into, into failure. Join ERC's Chief Strategy Officer, along with Matt Watkinson, as he shares his take on the 2022 outlook for CX. The great thing is you don't need to predict the future if you're the one who's actually making it. So what out of your career and the trajectory surprised you the most from where you were, where you started and where you are now, where you're headed? I think the thing that surprised me most about my own career trajectory, and, and actually those of most people I know, is how much they've been dominated by serendipitous events and chance encounters instead of kind of contrivance and strategizing mm. and planning. I think most of the most influential or important moments in my career, like mentors I've met, jobs I've, I've, I've been offered, or even actually how my kind of first book came about, all had these kind of serendipitous encounters, like you meet somebody who knows somebody, mm -hmm. or you're in the right place at, 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 at the right time. And that's actually how it kind of happens in the real world. You can have a rough yeah. plan, but... You know, it's you, you meet a certain person. The same is true in your personal life, like how you end up meeting your your best friend or, you know, your spouse or whatever. It tends to be just kind of serendipity and, and, and that kind of thing. So I guess my my taking from, from that or my, my lesson from that, and this is also something that's that's written about in this 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 third book, is that you need to just be open to opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you need to think about building good, high-quality relationships and kind of getting yourself out there because it expands um, this kind of, I can't remember who came up with the term, but it's a brilliant term, this luck surface area that means mm -hmm. that more kind of opportunities come your way. And I think that we tend to get very focused on planning and, and strategizing and trying to you know, have this kind of master plan vision for the future of mm -hmm. where our career is going to go. But actually, most of what affects our success in in the long term comes down to these serendipitous encounters. So we should mm -hmm. be open to new opportunities. Mm -hmm. We should be willing to say yes. We should be willing to try mm -hmm. new things. We should be willing to build new relationships. We should be willing to, to meet people. And then, you know, more opportunities are likely to, to come my way. And that's certainly how my career has played out, it's been more more luck than judgment probably, but you mm -hmm. can do things to influence how lucky you get by being open to kind of serendipity or, or So like natural curiosity about others and lifelong learning, constantly learning. I know you've said before, like you don't necessarily believe in experts because that assumes you know everything versus constantly learning and growing. Well, I don't necessarily believe that I'm an expert. <laughs> I think that's a little bit, a little, a, a, a little bit, a little bit different. I mean, I think I, I've always kind of aspired to be a student of the disciplines and things that mm -hmm. I'm interested in, and and the approach that's dominated my own thinking 
in the fields that I, I work in, whether it's been customer experience or design, has been really to try and look outside of the discipline mm -hmm. at what ideas we might mm -hmm. kind of lift and shift from other disciplines that can be applied to us. So in the first book, I like stole a load of ideas from how method actors mm -hmm. get into character and, and are able to embody those people so comprehensively and really understand them. Like I literally stole a load of techniques from, from a completely different industry. From a completely different yeah. uh, category, this kind of Stanislavski acting approach. And was like, oh, they seem really good at getting mm -hmm. to understand people. What yeah. can they teach us uh, about this? I liberated some ideas from, um, from, you know, from philosophy, from sociology and anthropology and those kinds of things, mm -hmm. rather than just, you know, sticking to the the blueprint to, that's similar to almost everyone yeah, else. Yeah, and in fact, this book, um, the, the the grid, the second book was um, was inspired by um, by having having knee surgery. I had surgery on both my knees, and um, it didn't fix the problem with my knees. And I went to see all sorts of other specialists, osteopaths, physical therapists, that kind of thing. And nothing really worked to fix them because everyone was like looking at the knee without thinking of the, you know, where the problem, where the problem might, might have come from elsewhere. And it was only when I met this, uh, this really uh, smart lady who was explaining to me how like, oh, the body is an interconnected whole. So mm -hmm. if you have knee problems, it's typically caused by some muscle imbalance elsewhere, like maybe in your, your hips or, or whatever. And you know, with physical pain, it tends to be that the victim screams, not the perpetrator, if you see what I mean, was sure. the phrase that she used. And she she showed me, I was asking her questions about it, and she pointed me in the direction of this book called Anatomy Trains, which explains how, you know, the body is works as this, mm -hmm. the, like the muscular system works as this interconnected whole. And I was thinking, well, a, a business is like that too. It's like an interconnected system. So how could I take this idea from this anatomy book and apply that to, mm -hmm. to the world of business. And that's actually what led me to, to write this, this second book, you know, so that was inspired by, by that the totally different thing. So yeah, my approach um, has always been to try and look out of whatever discipline I'm in and, and just be curious about the, the mm -hmm. kind of world around me and see what ideas I might be able to re repurpose. And I think that's where a lot of breakthroughs come from is mm -hmm. is just you know in many ways i suppose that's kind of the essence of of creativity is connecting dots in in new mm -hmm. ways or looking for new things new ideas so yeah that's how i've tried to uh, approach everything is like by way of analogy or or just following up on things in general that i'm interested in life and then seeing what the lesson might be for mm -hmm for other other areas. Yes, it's like that's creative concepts of curiosity across it all. Yeah. I mean, we have some people on our team who are completely different industries. And what you generally find in like the business process, like BPO industry, mm -hmm. is that everyone comes from one to the next. Yeah. And it's the same idea as kind of being shifted around. And while you need some of that, it's also infusing other aspects of it. So I have people who came from consumer products or babies, like, you know, it's totally different other worlds that in the consumer field that brings a totally different picture or viewpoint on it or, you know, ticketing operations within universities, things where it's just like, it, I think opens our perspective and minds instead of just focusing on what I've known, it's continuing to look at, like we go across 
bunch of industries and a bunch of different clients, you know, but when you kind of break it down, it's a lot of the same concepts from the start for experience, but having people who bring different viewpoints and perspectives that other people in the field don't normally, you know, think about or, you know, aren't curious about, I think it really opens it up just kind of like the method acting. Thinking about, about my, my first book, I went to a friend of mine's for lunch. He was a, he was a, a soldier and he'd just come back from Afghanistan and he was back at his family home for some kind of R and R. And so I went went over there for lunch and his younger brother was was there, who was mm-hmm. like quite a few years younger than him. And we were having a cup of tea in the kitchen and we ended up arguing over some weird, obscure psychological thing. And I ended up saying to him, Well look, I I've been looking into this because I want to write a book on mm-hmm. on on this 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 stuff. He's like, oh really? I'm doing an internship at one of London's top literary agents. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. He's like, do you have a proposal for your book? I was like, no, not yet. And he was like, well, if you can get one to me, I'll put it on the agent's desk, which is like a one in a thousand chance that mm-hmm. you would actually like read it if I'd submitted it cold mm-hmm. versus actually having it put on his desk. I was like, well, I can write one for you. And he's like, well, you better hurry up because I've only got a week left in my internship. Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing like work experience in there. So I, 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 I went straight after lunch and I started writing and I, I churned out this proposal for this book and it was total garbage. I mean, it was terribly written. The ideas were just a kind of jumbled mess. Uh, and looking back on it, it was, a, it was kind of an abomination actually, what I wrote. I mean, the proposal <laughs> was complete crap. But true to his word, John did put it on, on the guy's desk. He did read it. He called me in for a meeting. He gave me a load of feedback on how to Mm. improve it and shape it. And he actually became the agent that represented this book and the, Mm. and the, and the book after. And if it hadn't been for going to that lunch and my mate's little brother being there and us having that particular conversation, Mm -hmm. I I would never have probably never have become a, an author. I'd never have got my first book published, probably. Or if I did, it would probably have been just as bad as the proposal, like just mm-hmm. unreadable nonsense. And it certainly would not have done the second one, mm-hmm. third one, wouldn't have had the, the kind of career that I've had, wouldn't be sitting here with you now. Mm-hmm. Literally, would you know, I mean, mm-hmm. our, our paths would never have crossed. We probably wouldn't have been in the same industry probably wouldn't have ended up moving to, to LA either because I wouldn't have been able to, to take my work with me in the, in the same way. So it's just amazing to look back on these events and realize that actually what really shapes your career and your fortunes and, and your, your progression in that regard is these little serendipitous mm-hmm. encounters. So you need to be looking for them everywhere and you need to be open to opportunity. And I think you also need to be the kind of person who's willing to go first. I, I find that in life, almost everybody is waiting. They want to do things. They want to get involved. They want someone else to go first. Mm -hmm. They want someone else to suggest it. And then they can go, yeah, sure. I've realized that, you know, if I just think about the number of relationships that are really meaningful in my life that I wouldn't have if I hadn't been the person who'd said, let's get coffee or let's get together Mm -hmm. or let's talk about this. And it just like was waiting around like a lettuce for other people to yes. to to seize the initiative. 
yeah, it would be a dis- disaster. So, yeah, I, I, that, those were like major learnings for me. It's often serendipitous encounters and it's often just being willing, mm-hmm. open to opportunity and being willing to be the type of person who seizes the initiative and says, mm-hmm. like, is willing to go first that determines mm-hmm. how far you can go in life, I think. Do you still talk to John? Does John know the impact you made? Yeah, so John, yeah, John, uh, John, um, I mean, we're, we've been family friends. I've been friends with that family for, for, um, trying to think over half a lifetime. I mean, I went, I went to school with his, his elder brother. So I've known him since I was 15, which was obviously not that long ago. Cause five I'm, years ago. Yeah. Five, five, 10 years ago. So yeah, I mean, he, he, he does. Yeah, he's a, he's aware of it. He's credited in in, mm-hmm. in in the first book really for making it happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, it would be just be very easy to tell a different story about it, which would be well, you know, I did the research, I uh, mm-hmm. I had my nose to the grindstone, I wrote it, you know, blah blah blah. And that's the story that people like to tell about their successes. But yeah. ultimately, the real story was, or at least a huge part of the story was, I was. I was lucky that I was in the right place at the right time, but mm. also that I was, I guess, aware that I was in luck and tried to capitalize mm. on it. I wasn't like, oh, no, no, I'll worry about the proposal later. I literally phoned my my client and said, I can't come in for a week. I've got to do something. And I just blitzed through it because, mm-hmm. you know, as the saying goes, you don't look at gift horse in the mouth. Like I saw the opportunity for what it was and I, and I got on with it. And that can be spread across anything. So like even coming back to customer experience, being able to fail, being able to try and do something first because it's right for your customer versus what everyone is doing just to do a chatbot because it, there's chatbots, like, but it can go across yeah, anything. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a mindset really. It's a mindset that says, I'm open to opportunity, I'm willing to create opportunity, and I'm willing to try stuff out, and I'm willing to I'm willing to initiate things. I'm willing to be the person who mm-hmm. says, here's, here's what I want to do. And I think for me, it's also the foundation of it all of the natural curiosity of others and being genuine about wanting to know more about other people and learn from them. Um, you know, growing up in North Dakota, I talked to everyone, strangers, anyone. And then people are always like, how do you know everyone? I'm just like, doesn't matter who you are. I'll sit and have a four hour conversation with someone who I have no idea who they are, what they do. But by the end of it, you should hopefully know a lot more about them or you learn something from them too. Yeah, for sure. Like the, I think, I don't remember the exact expression, but like most of being a great conversationalist is being a good listener, not being a good talker. There's a book that our team has read too called Yes End from the creators of Second City, which is really just about like expanding on ideas. So giving that thought process where people can say, oh, you have an idea you're sharing with me and they say yes and whatever versus mm. no or no but kind of stopping oh, the process right. of thought. So yeah. that was another one where yeah, we I should kind of took that, that away. Yeah. I just interrupted you though. I spoke with you. I just noticed <laughs> that I did it right then literally while I was monologuing Creative about how thought you shouldn't process. do that. Creative thought process. Yeah. So do you want to leave our guests with anything else that are listening in terms of customer experience, what they should know, any tips or kind of no BS things you'd like to share? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we've already, uh, yeah, we've already covered so much. I am a big advocate, obviously, of using, of using um, psychological principles when you're trying to go about systematically improving things 
But I think when it comes down to to kind of one-on-one -on -one interactions or, or 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 dealing with with people or individuals or just interacting with them, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, really the 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 ultimate piece of piece of advice is to try and just move away from like service provider, client, or business customer, mm -hmm. and think in terms of host and guest. Mm -hmm. Like if you just put yourself in the position of if you were hosting this person and they were your guest, mm -hmm. what would you do? And how you would do that in your personal life. You instinctively do all the things that we're trying to get people to do in these interactions. Think about what a great host does. Like they make people feel welcome. They make people feel valued. They attend to their individual needs. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those those kinds of things. They're generous with their time. They're patient. They want to make sure that people have a great time. They might even purposefully connect them with other people who's company that they mm -hmm. they might enjoy they create a, a nice environment that people want to to be in right mm -hmm. so in many ways like the simplest piece of advice that you could give any anyone who's trying to improve customer experience when it's like interpersonal is this idea that i i picked up from um, my mentor and, and co-author of this third book of like just be a host in life and that's like a universal life thing mm -hmm. everyone who i know who is the most successful people in life, they all are hosts rather than guests. They're always looking for ways to contribute or create value for other people. They're not going into everything going, well, what's in this for me? Or like, mm -hmm. how can I get something out of this? Or what's the quid pro quo deal that we're gonna do here? Yeah. It's like, I am a host in life and everyone is my, everyone who comes into my sphere is, is a guest. Mm -hmm. And I create value for other people as much as I can. And you know what? What goes around tends to come around. Mm -hmm. And and I see that host mentality in almost all successful people I know, but not just successful people, but people who are successful and actually happy. Mm -hmm. It's like they're doing things for other people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a general mindset thing that transcends customer experience, but it's very applicable to that discipline. Well, thank you. You shared a lot. I think our learners uh, who are listening have uh, probably learned or taken your advice and hopefully will take that back and continue to improve upon their personal and professional lives. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's been great. Special thanks to Matt Watkinson, best-selling author, speaker, and consultant for sharing his industry knowledge. ERCX Chats is a production of ERC, a business solutions provider and leader in customer experience. Please join us again for the next installment of ERCX Chats.